0: The best gruyer.
1: The zone of avoidance. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony.
0: And I'm Alex. And my story today is food news. This is from CNN.com. And the headline is The World's Best Cheese for 2022 is Revealed. Ooh. Did you know there was a Ooh, World ah. Cheese Championship Awards?
1: No. Or, well, I feel like every year we either. find like a bunch of new things that we need to keep track of every year.
0: I know! I'm like, how c- we're not going to be able to keep track of all these things.
1: Biggest <laughs> pumpkin, fattest bear, world's yeah, best we- cheese now. Yeah. The toy, the toy hall of fame. Yep. Okay. Anyway. You're
0: doing, you're doing a good job of just remembering them off the top of your head. Yeah, maybe we should just, actually just make a list because I'm not going to be able should. to remember all these. Yeah. So yeah. So that's a thing. The 2022 world cheese awards was held this week at a conference center in Wales in the UK. 250 international judges sniffed, prodded, and chomped their way along tables groaning with cheese to decide which should take the crown. <laughs> I thought that was going to a fun way, and I <laughs> wanted to repeat that. <laughs> this year's winner, a Gruyere from Switzerland, was eventually chosen by a panel of top judges after the field had been whittled down first to 98, quote, super gold champion cheeses, and then to a, uh, 16 finalists. Before they pick the grand champion winner, judges described the cheese, which is called Le Gruyere AOP. I don't know how to pronounce this. Ser, Cir- it's It's all. It's French. Um. It. Yeah. I'm just gonna go past that. It's a, a French name <laughs> entered by Swiss cheesemaker Vorderfuldgen. And I'm so sorry. I'm totally butchering this.
1: Yeah. Oof.
0: European, where I apologize to everyone. Um, um, it was described as a really refined, handcrafted cheese that melts on the tongue and has notes of herbs, fruits, and get this leather.
1: Oh. <laughs> like
0: isn't that unexpected?
1: Is that is that a desirable uh, <laughs> quality in a food?
0: <laughs> I don't know. This was the grand champion, so it must wow, taste this really good. Tastes
1: like treated animal hide. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, they said it had lots of taste and bouquet, uh, and this Gruyere was slightly crumbly, and it was made from raw cow's milk. So that was the winning cheese. Coming in second place was a Gorgonzola. A soft blue buttery cheese made by DiMaggi from Italy. I don't know if that's a company or a group, or it's probably a company. Yep. Uh, so, how did they pick a winning cheese out of thousands of cheeses? Each judge was given a table of a thousand cheeses. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bad luck if you're one of those last like hundred cheeses know, right? where they're just. They never want to see cheese in their life. Yeah, they're either.
0: like they're they're like vomiting in a back room. Like is
1: that so much;
0: <laughs> it's too much dairy. Because doesn't it make? I don't know if cheese does that. Milk does that. If you have too much, anyway. Uh, the, no. The judges. Each judge was given a table of cheese that that person was in charge of, like grading or grading. Okay. Um. So each judge was given fifty, about fifty cheeses on their table, and they graded them all by visual appearance, aroma, flavor, and the feel of it in their mouth. So mouthfeel. And then the best ones on the table were awarded gold, silver, or bronze status. And each judging table selected one of the cheeses as a super gold status. So then the ones that were super gold, that was like the semifinal for like the championship thing. And then I think they had another panel looking at like all those. So, okay. That's how they, they sort of, they like split it it up and then it's like a cheese
1: bracket. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) 50 cheeses per person is still a lot of cheese i know
0: i know it is
1: that's that's a lot
0: of cheese. i'm like thinking like i could probably do that like i could like if you think like if you're just eating like a little cube i could probably eat 50 cheese cubes like i'd be very
1: full by the end they would have to be the one of the only things i ate that day but i think i could do it i like don't get me wrong i love cheese and i would also eat a ton of cheese, but that is, <laughs> just sounds like, I feel like yeah. by the time you get to that 50th cheese, you're like, I'm I'm good for today. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I might be good. Uh, John Ferrand, managing director of the Guild of Fine Food. I'm like that sounds like a fun group. Uh, that organized <laughs> this event in partnership with the Welsh government says victory can push a tiny artisan cheese maker into the big time. For example, a Norwegian cheese producer, Osta Garden triumphed a few years ago when the owner was on the point of retirement and the victory inspired the owner's son to switch his career plans and return to the family farm, eventually building a tiny operation into a major exporter. So that was just an example of how like small indie cheesemakers, if they like, <laughs> they can gain recognition through this competition and like, you know, make For it ma- big, get more the marketing. The big so. league
1: of cheeses. The
0: big league, <laughs> the, the major leagues, if
1: you will. The major, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the word. <laughs>
0: It's the same thing, same thing. Um, Yeah, so that's that. That's the um, 2022 World Cheese Awards. Hmm.
1: All right. Now I'm hungry for cheese. My story this week is space news. And this is from vice.com. And the headline is, Scientists discover huge extragalactic structure in hidden region of space which sounds very mysterious.
0: Whoa. Um,
1: and it kind of, honestly, this, this is kind of, unlike last week's headline, this is not misleading. It is, in fact, <laughs> pretty mysterious. Um, so scientists have discovered, like I said, a huge ex- extra galactic structure, which just means it's a structure outside of our galaxy, uh, that's hidden behind the Milky Way in a mysterious area of the sky known as the Zone of Avoidance. Um, because it is obscured uh, by our own galaxy's opaque center. Uh, and this is according to a new preprint study uh, submitted to the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics. So it hasn't been peer reviewed yet. So take it all with a grain of salt. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've never heard of this thing. This, it's called the zone of avoidance. Because I've we, ne-
0: I love that you keep saying it like
1: it. that. Like, how, do you, how do you say it besides zone of avoidance? I, yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I can't. I can't Um, imagine any other way to say it now.
1: So yeah, it's like this whole. Apparently, uh, scientists have been able to. You can't. So you can see different wavelengths. Like you can use different wavelengths to look through it, but like visible light does not pass through it. And this this region Hmm. obscures approximately ten to twenty percent of like our sky. Like so, we can't see like a very decent amount of distant space because it is obscured by the center of our own galaxy. Wow. So.
0: I've never heard of that.
1: Yeah, I know. The zone of avoidance.
0: Uh, (laughs) I love it. I love it.
1: So the discovery of this new structure, which appears to be a large galaxy cluster, helps to fill in this unknown part of our cosmic map. Uh, the team was able to spot this cluster within the ZOA, as they call it, uh, using the VVV survey. I don't know if that's pronounced VVV or triple V, um, but okay. it's the VVV survey, a project that scans <laughs> okay. that scans the Milky Way's center at infrared wavelengths using the European Southern Observatory's Visible and in Infrared Survey Telescope for Astronomy, or Oof. VISTA. Uh, in, uh, Paranal, Chile. Um, so yeah, that was a mouthful there. Uh, but it's basically just a big telescope, um, that they can use to like, look at different wavelengths of light to see through this thing. Wow. Um, so while the Milky Way's galactic plane blocks out almost all visible light in the zone, longer wavelengths of light, including in the infrared band are able to travel through the Milky Way's haze to reach telescopes on earth. Um, And to zoom in on the region in question, the researchers used a near-infrared instrument called Flamingos 2. Uh, Flamingos stands for something. They didn't say what. Or (laughs) it either stands for something or it's just in all caps for some reason. But I guess it's the sequel to to Flamingos. Uh, Flamingos! (laughs) Flamingos 2. This time, they're pinker. Um, So (laughs) so this is... uh, a tool on the Gemini South telescope in Chile um, to identify measurement used to identify measurements called red that can be used to estimate the distance and velocities of objects in space. Uh, and the results exposed new details about five galaxies, some 3 billion light years away, which the researchers think are part of a much bigger cluster. So these, this, I think this was like the first five galaxies from this cluster that they saw. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of what prompted them to do this study. Um, and they estimate okay. that the cluster contains about 58 galaxies total, which is a very specific number um, for an estimate. Uh, but uh, it will take more observations to be sure of the mass and contents of of the cluster. But yeah, we're exploring wow. the zone of avoidance.
0: The zone of avoidance.
1: With Vista and two. Flamingos 2. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. I've learned so much <laughs> from your story. Like
1: I did too. Uh, a lot of lot of new just, concepts for me here. I didn't realize like every there time was I like, feel like so much of the sky that we couldn't see because of this. I
0: know, and I just I have this feeling like every time I feel like I have like a pretty good handle on like you know <laughs> what scientists know about space like generally like at a really basic level I have a good handle There'll be like something like this like oh yeah that seems like kind of a basic big deal thing, but yet I had never heard of it until now.
1: Nope. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, the more you learn about a subject, the more you realize you don't know about the subject.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Exactly. The more you know, the more you know, you don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. It's time for breaking news. the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. But quick note, we're actually recording this episode ahead of time, so this isn't quite as breaking as it normally is.
1: <laughs> Slightly less breaking news.
0: Yeah. Ready, set, go! Go! All right. I actually found two things that I want to talk about. <laughs> um, so oh. I, I feel like talking about them both, so I'm going to do that. Do it. Um, so the first one, uh, this is actually in a bunch of places, but the one article I'm looking at is dw.com. Um, King Tut's tomb is apparent, like the discovery of the tomb of King Tut is a hundred years old this month, oh. which is super like the tomb was discovered, I guess, in November a hundred years ago. So oh, wow. Well, there's the all these, yeah, it's like the anniversary of the discovery. And there's all these articles out about like all the things that we've learned about the Egyptians from that discovery, like in the past hundred years. And even like more recently, there's even more stuff that people are finding and it's just, and like how impactful that discovery like was for archaeologists and stuff. And it's really cool. There's like a lot of, a lot of interesting reading surrounding that. Um, And I actually saw there's a, if you go to today.com, there's like a video where they actually went interviewed somebody, like a museum curator person um, about it and, I'm probably going to watch that more later, but anyway, there's just, a, it's just very interesting. So I'm yeah. not going to go into any more details cause it's kind of, <laughs> there's not, there's not really any other like breaking news that like just happened. It's just that it's the anniversary and it's kind of a fun reading. If, if you're interested, there's a lot of stuff being published about that very lately. Cool. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, a Christmas story is going to have a sequel
1: I saw this. Did you see this? I just.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I um, I saw it, and I just watched the trailer for it, and it actually looks good.
1: (laughs) Oh, does it? I haven't watched the trailer. Actually, I've never. They dropped the trailer. I've never seen the original one.
0: You've never seen the original? No. Okay. The well. Since we live in Ohio, I feel like it's kind of an obligatory thing to watch this movie because it was filmed here. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, I know that the Christmas um, Story house is, like, downtown or nearby or something.
0: I've never been to the Christmas Story house.
1: But it's here but somewhere.
0: If anyone is listening and has not been ever to, like, Ohio or the Cleveland area, um, but you have seen a Christmas story, the whole thing with, like, the leg lamp is, like, a, th- a th- like they sell those Oh like yeah, they're Cleveland, everywhere. Here. They like so like people like actually put that out as a decoration mm-hmm. to be funny because it's like from the movie. Anyway, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> so if no, you I want have...
0: a real leg lamp? You could come to Cleveland, Ohio, and get one.
1: I have family that has one.
0: So. Oh, do they really? <laughs> mm-hmm. None of my family actually has one. I just have, <laughs> I see them around, so I know yeah. that they're there.
1: One of them also um, dressed up as um like the, the kid in his pink rabbit pajamas or whatever they are. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Definitely some fans in my family. Yeah,
0: it, it's a cute movie. It's cute, um, but it looked like very like the tone. They kept the same kind of a kind of tone and just made like a modern version where like it's the same like the kid and his friends, but they're all like adults now, and okay. now it's all about like them having to plan Christmas for their kids and all the funny things that happen around that. It's kind of like what the premise is. So,
1: okay. it actually Seems looks like really cute. Premise, I, yeah. I would watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to. I'd probably have to see the first one but, to appreciate. Yeah, I think a lot of it. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it looked like it was definitely like making callbacks and things to like the first movie, and you kind of have to. You you kind of have to already know the character a little bit, I think, to get some of the stuff. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird, sensing. I
1: think. Like <laughs> if they didn't make it like a bunch of callbacks, because they're probably <laughs> counting on a lot of nostalgia <laughs> for this. Right. Right.
0: So. That was my two things.
1: Okay. Right. This is from WKYC Cleveland local Cleveland local news. Oh. Uh,
0: <laughs> More <laughs> local stuff.
1: And uh, <laughs> kind of the headline is viral Twitter thread sugg- suggests that Taylor Swift's Midnight's album is actually about Cleveland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of silly that there's an entire article that's dedicated to this one person's joke. Oh, Twitter thread, I have to read it is, this. It is pretty funny. Um, so uh, it's been nearly two weeks since uh, Swift released her newest album, Midnights, and fans are still digging into the meaning behind its lyric, like the song's lyrics. Uh, in a thread posted last week, a Cleveland resident named Sophia Cunningham pointed out several of the lyrics in Swift's new album could be construed as nods to Cleveland. Um, the first is <laughs> the first one is probably the worst one, honestly, but they note that the 16th track on the 3am edition of the album uh, is titled "Paris and that Cleveland is the Paris of the Midwest. Like, okay, okay, I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, also, for those who aren't familiar, Taylor Swift like released this album at midnight on the night that she was releasing it. And then three hours later released the 3am version of midnights, which had like bonus tracks. Um, So that's what that's referring to. Um, So the song also features the lyrics. (laughs) I want to transport you to somewhere. The culture's clever. Confess my truth in swooping, sloping cursive letters, which Cunningham took to be a reference to the script Cleveland signs that are dotted around the city. (laughs) <laughs> it's all a stretch okay. the whole thing is a stretch i just thought found that very funny uh again for people yes. who are familiar in cleveland there's like several like s- signs that say cleveland and like this cursive font um yeah they're pretty common and you see they're people good taking like pictures photo them.
0: spots yeah, yeah.
1: um <laughs> also this whole thing just reminds me of the 30 rock episode where they go to cleveland, they and go to cleveland.
0: <laughs> i love that episode um
1: It's very good. Uh, So the thread goes on to note that while Paris is considered the city of lights, Cleveland was the first city of light uh, because Public Square became the first outdoor public space fully illuminated by electric light in 1879. um, That's true. On April 29th, which is a date that Swift references in the song High Infidelity. (laughs) So I don't think she's specifically talking about that event, but she does mention... April 29th. Whoa. So Whoa. that's still nothing, but it's, <laughs> it's something. I love this so much. Um, uh, the, this person also drew a connection on lyric uh, between lyrics on maroon and LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers' uniforms. So okay. I don't know if there was anything more specific than it was the fact that there was maroon in their uniforms, uh, as well as lyrics that reference carnations, which is the official state flower of Ohio.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Um, other this is other potential references include a song titled "Snow on the Beach," which they said is this Edgewater Park. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We have that's a,
0: true. There's a whole song about snow on the beach, and I was yeah. wondering, like, where, why where are you getting inspiration for this scene? Yeah, from? Well, I actually had that thought. Listening we do to that have song. A, We
1: do have a park here where they have like a sand beach that they, that they did construct. <laughs> um, and yeah. So, and it gets quite snowy during the winter. Uh, yeah. So there are also lyrics referencing rock and roll and burning cities, which <laughs> Cleveland is known for both of those things as well. Um, okay. As well as the 1950s when Cleveland's population peaked. Which is kind of sad. Um, and then possible nods. To, the, the, this is this is the worst. The they said there's is a nod to Tim Misney, the the guy who has the billboards all over. Is it Meisney Tim Misney, or Misney? Misney. Misney yeah, yes. I think it's Misney. Um, where that guy's
0: hilarious.
1: He has billboards around town that say "I'll make them pay." And, and they just said that because there are like lyrics about revenge. Like that's what the, that's what they're claiming. <laughs> but, is it's there. a
0: reference to Tim Misney.
1: Um also Did I you, don't small I tangent. Have
0: to, okay.
1: We might be thinking about the same thing even, I'm not sure, but he has a new billboard. Um I think it's on like the west side <laughs> and it says Tim Misney, you know what i make or you know what I make them do or something like that. Or like oh. you know what I do. <laughs>
0: That, okay, that's hilarious. I saw a billboard that wasn't even that one that I was okay. gonna tell you about. There's one where it's not it doesn't even say anything, it's just his face, and you know that it's him. It's just like it's just like the the top half of his face, like right up on his eyes, and he's just giving this like look. And doesn't even have any words.
1: It doesn't need to like, though. Cause... Oh my
0: gosh, it's Tim Misney. Like he just he's just is a brand. Like his face oh, yeah. is his brand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he has all these billboards knows. around the city that's just him like pointing and being like i'll make i'll, I'll make I'm them Tim pay I make, i'll make them pay and then the one that i the new one is like i you know what i do <laughs> like <it's laughs> you just, know what he I doesn't do. even have to do, say like what he does anymore it's <laughs> i know um, it is
0: wild it is very wild
1: so there's even more stuff in this twitter thread but most of it is it's it's all nonsense but it's it's a lot of fun um i and, love it uh the <laughs> Apparently, earlier this week, Swift announced an upcoming 27-stop stadium tour that didn't include a stop in Cleveland, um, which some people oh. say were saying in the thread discredits the theory, but the Twitter user claims that it just makes it more believable because it's all part <laughs> of the conspiracy to, like, hide the fact that it's about Cleveland. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I had a lot of fun reading this. So yeah. <laughs> just wanted okay, to share that.
0: <laughs> That's very fun. Um I love it. Have you listened to the new album yeah, of hers? Yeah. Yeah. same. I've
1: listened to the like the regular version a few times before I found out there was the 3 a.m. version and I, but I've only listened same. to the bonus tracks like one time, so.
0: Same here so it's like i listened through it once and then i picked just the first listen through like the couple songs that i liked and then i would i've been listening to those more but i didn't like re-listen through the whole album again yeah i probably should though Yeah. yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah all right that's our show Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description.
1: You can subscribe to NickNack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash news, on Twitter at, at Nicknecknews and on Instagram at Nick news.
0: All right. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.